0: And just because it's Mayor's Day doesn't mean that the news stops. In fact, it's actually been quite ramped up today with the release of these two reports into money laundering in the province. So just to sum up some of what we learned from that today, these two reports showed us that $7.4 billion was laundered through B.C. casinos, real estate and luxury cars just in the year 2018. $5 Five billion of that laundered through real estate. And the report says that artificially drove up the price of homes in BC by about 5%. That's 5% overall in all of BC. Cash buys of real estate, accounted for somewhere between 17 to 21% of all real estate transactions. I mean, these are huge numbers, right? Uh, Something like 33,000 straw buyers, including students and homemakers and people who list their occupation as unemployed, managed to purchase, you know, millions and millions of dollars worth of property. We wanted to talk more about this now. So David Eby joins us, the Attorney General. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Sammy.
0: These are some pretty big numbers, uh, first of all. Uh, Given that you just, you know, Peter German in particular was able to find it so quickly, did that surprise you?
1: Well, obviously very startling numbers. This number uh, came from a team, Maureen Maloney, uh, and uh, some international experts, economists, uh, looking at uh, our economy in the real estate market. Uh, A startling number, I think, for a lot of people, uh, knowing that there was certainly suspicious activity taking place in our real estate market, but really... Uh, trying to wrap our heads around the the scale and scope of this problem.
0: And why did you look at just 2018? Why pick that year? Why not go further back like when the market was really going crazy?
1: Well, they chose that year, I guess, as the most recent year. I don't know. Um, the the Ministry of Finance uh, uh, commissioned that report and worked with these experts. Uh, for our ministry's uh, piece, uh, Peter German uh, took a team and combed through uh, open public data sources like uh, BC Assessment and, uh, and the Land Title Office uh, records and uh, their findings, uh, some of those numbers that you put out there, but also, you know, hundreds of homes where, uh, they had multiple mortgages uh, uh, rapidly uh, established and discharged. Uh, one home had 29 mortgages back-to-back discharged and established on the property. Uh, they found a home in the Gulf Islands linked to a bank fraud, an alleged bank fraud in India. Uh, it was just startling what they were able to find with basic open-source data of some of these examples.
0: Now, Mr. AB I have with me today Megan Lottie, who's the acting mayor of Port Moody. We're doing our Mayor's Day today, and she has some questions for you as well. <laughs>
1: Please shoot, Your Worship.
2: Yes. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm wondering if you have any idea around, like you mentioned during your press release that um, there really isn't an agency or, or the resources available to address this specifically in British Columbia. I'm, I'm wondering what to, to what extent that you feel that um, FinTrack um, is going to be part of the solution moving forward or if, if there's going to be a different approach.
1: Yeah, they're, a, they're definitely a big part of the potential solution. And unfortunately, I, I fear they've been part of the problem. Ah. And I say part of the problem because uh, at the, in the casinos, for example... Uh, a full answer in defense to concerns that people raised about the bulk cash transactions that were coming in was, look, we're filling out all this paperwork and we're sending it into FinTrack. So if there was some kind of issue, obviously someone would be acting on it. Uh, And what we found out was that uh, there was nobody to act on that information. And so it became almost a shield uh, to to real action being taken. But they are a critical piece and and their information used properly by dedicated law enforcement can make a real difference.
2: So if if, uh, the... Is it the federal government that oversees this organization?
1: Yes, that's right. And, and federal RCMP, uh, we hope, would be a key part of this. But the province isn't waiting uh, for the feds to ramp up policing. We're working with the RCMP and municipal forces right now to, to work on an integrated policing unit for money laundering that's provincial, uh, because we really feel like we need to take action on this quite urgently.
0: Megan also made an excellent point that we were discussing this amongst ourselves. Where is this money coming from? Like, where is all of this money that is being laundered generated? Is this generated here? Is it the drug industry? Like, where is it?
1: Well, Dr. German's first report linked uh, a lot of the profits of uh, the opioid uh, sales that have been taking place linked to the opioid epidemic and the overdose epidemic that we're facing here in British Columbia. Um, But uh, in the reports today, uh, the authors uh, didn't uh, go into detail, and and I don't believe they were able to really, to say uh, where all of this money is coming from. But we do know that Uh, one of the largest cartels in Mexico, the Sinalina Cartel, has been active in British Columbia. Uh, We know this through the testimony of a drug enforcement agent in the United States. We know that uh, organized crime uh, from Asia and the Middle East has been active, uh, very active in British Columbia. Uh, These proceeds could be coming from anywhere around the world. Uh, A wire transfer into a lawyer's trust account, Dr. German said today, uh, turns that money into ones and zeros and then into real estate in B.C. uh, So it doesn't necessarily even have to be B.C.-based crime.
0: That's another question we had to you about the lawyers. That was specifically mentioned Today, what can be done to see that if lawyers are seeing this, they, obviously they are, it's crossing their desks, what repercussions are there or consequences do they have for going along with this?
1: Well, Dr. German certainly had some strong words for the Law, law Society today about uh, their public responsibility, and I know that the Law uh, Society takes that really seriously. Uh, my uh, message to the Law Society as well has been, look, at some point there will be a lawyer uh, implicated in a string of suspicious real estate transactions or otherwise, and uh, and it. It it better be the law society uh, that finds and assists with the prosecution of that lawyer as opposed to somebody else finding out because there's a lot of concern about the fact that uh, lawyers don't report to FinTrack. But as I Mm -hmm. said, really, um, reporting to FinTrack hasn't proven to be much of a deterrent. So uh, really, we do need the law society to be, and I know they accept their role to be, uh, uh, prioritizing uh, their response to this, this very serious issue we face in the province.
0: Do you expect to get any pushback on this from areas like, you know, the legal society or or from the real estate industry? Because a lot of this onus from the report is going to go on them for monitoring this.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people who have been profiting from this activity, whether it's in a real estate market, casinos, uh, uh, luxury cars. Uh, and I have to say, you know, we've uh, we've definitely dented the profits of casino operators in British Columbia with our changes, uh, but they have been supportive of the changes. Uh, I know the new car dealers have spoken out in support of uh, being good partners on this. Uh, And I'm hopeful that the real estate industry, we've seen it through real estate agents, uh, mortgage brokers, uh, appraisers, notaries coming together to say, look, we want to be proactive on this. Uh, We're all going to have to work together to deal with this. I don't doubt that there will be people out there saying, oh, it's not a very big number or, uh, you know, it's not, it's nothing we can do anything about anyway. Uh, It's just something that happens in society. And it's not, you know, uh, uh, criminal activity, fraudulent activity, tax avoidance and evasion, distorting a whole provincial economy is not normal and we need to take action action
2: on it. Megan, you wanted to ask a question? No, I I definitely agree. This is is not no small story. This is a huge story and it affects us in so many different ways. I'm wondering if you um, have any thoughts on, there has been a lot said about whether or not there should be a public inquiry on this and whether or not you think that that would serve a purpose in maybe drawing some of those, all of the players into the same story.
1: Yeah, I think there's a huge amount of frustration uh, in the public around accountability, who knew what, when, uh, who's involved in this kind of activity, and so on. Uh, The decision about whether or not to go to a public inquiry is in front of cabinet, and I expect uh, that the government will have an announcement about that very soon. Uh, And uh, certainly we're hearing uh, from people that they would like to hear a decision on that uh, uh, very quickly because, Uh, The focus of government to date has really been on identifying exactly what's happening in the market and taking action to stop it. That's why you see the finance minister moving into this uh, Landowner Transparency Act, an open registry of Mm -hmm. the declared human owner of each property, which will be a great assistance to law enforcement uh, as well as tax authorities in identifying where money comes from in our real estate market.
0: So do you think, Mr. Eby, then, a year from now, with some of these legislative changes coming up this fall, will it be a different picture in B.C.?
1: Um, I think that the Landowner Transparency Act and then the corporate registry requiring declaration of who the actual owner of the company is, uh, has the potential to be transformative in our uh, real estate market. I know there are a lot of other jurisdictions that are interested in what we're doing here and uh, because it will be world-leading. And uh, the tie-in of significant penalties for false declarations and the information uh, collected through the spe- speculation tax in the hottest markets where we'll be able to identify people who are buying real estate with no apparent source of income and are the declared owners on these properties, but there's no apparent way that they could have gotten the money to buy those properties. Yeah. Uh, this is all going to be critically important to law enforcement and tax authorities.
0: All right, Minister Eby, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. That is David Eby, the Attorney General, giving us a little more information on the two reports, 500 pages. Are you going to read this,
2: Megan? Um, probably not the whole thing, but <laughs> I, I mean, it certainly opens up that whole. That it makes me start thinking that you know it's we're, we're really only dealing with part of the part yeah. of the problem.